For God so loved the world. These are the first five words in what is probably the most well-known verse in the entire Bible. And we'll come back to them in a bit, but we're going to start with one of the most well-known songs in America. God bless America. This song became a hit in 1938 when Kate Smith sang it on the radio. Frank Sinatra heard her sing it and declared that she was the best singer of all time. And in the midst of a Great Depression and Nazi Germany, this song and Kate's voice gave so many people hope. Only Kate Smith didn't write God Bless America. That credit goes to her friend Irving Berlin. And Irving wrote the song 20 years earlier, in 1918. It was the closing song to a musical he was working on, but he decided to change it at the last minute, tossing the song in a trunk where it would rest until he pulled it out and gave it a few tweaks for his friend Kate, turning it into the song that we know today. You see, 45 years before that song would be heard on the radio, Irving Berlin heard his mother repeating the phrase, God bless America, over and over again. Their family had just finished a long trip, coming to America from Russia to escape the persecution of Jews during World War I. The inspiration for the song, God bless America, a song that is so well known today, began by bouncing around in the head of a five-year-old immigrant. And so this family of immigrants arrives at the border, no wall to climb or ICE agents threatening to separate their family. They had fled one country that had threatened them, and they found a home in another country that welcomed them. while there are some people out there who would quickly put an alt-right political spin on the phrase God bless America, turning it into another form of make America great again, we need to remember that God bless America is not a battle cry of a political party. God bless America is the prayer of an immigrant who crossed the border and found a place to call home. God bless America is a prayer, not a political statement. So let's put on our theological lenses and take a closer look at what it means for God to bless someone. The idea of God blessing someone is found all throughout the Bible, from the Hebrew scriptures with Abraham called by God to leave his land and go to the one God promised him, to the Gospels where Jesus is standing on a hill declaring, blessed are the poor, blessed are those who mourn, blessed are those who persecuted. Let's start with Abraham. Genesis 12. God says to Abraham, I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. All the people on earth will be blessed through you. So God blesses Abraham, but it's not something that he keeps to himself. He's blessed to be a blessing. His hands open to receive and then give back to the world around him. Because God's blessing is not something that you trap behind walls so only some people can have it and others can't. It's not the year-end corporate bonus received by the company vice presidents while the workers go on fighting for a living wage. 
God's blessing is for those pushed to the margins and overlooked by society. God bless the 99%. God bless the immigrant. God bless the queer teenager afraid to come out to their family and maybe even to themselves. God bless America so that she can be a blessing. God bless America, but only so that she can be a blessing and not a curse to the world around her. Because this is what Jesus was getting at in his Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter 5. When Jesus says, blessed are the poor and blessed are the persecuted, he's not telling people that they need to become poor or persecuted in order to be blessed. Jesus is being descriptive, not prescriptive. He's looking at the people sitting there around him, people bound to lives of financial servitude, oppressed by a religious elite and political empire. And in a world that says you need money or status in order to be blessed, Jesus looks at them and says, you are blessed exactly as you are. And this is where we come back to Jesus' words in John 3.16. For God so loved the world. It's not for God so loved my nation or for God so loved my political party, for God so loved my race or any of the divisions that we make up. For God so loved my world? No, that's not quite right. For God so loved the world. And the Greek word for world, it's cosmos, as in the whole universe. For God so loved it all everything. You see, just like God's blessing, God's love knows no boundaries. Regardless of the walls we build, the lines we draw, the divisions we create, and the boxes we try to put it in. So is it okay to say, God bless America? Yeah, of course it is. But then keep going. God bless Australia, Austria, Algeria, Afghanistan. God bless Belize, Brazil, Botswana, Burundi. God bless Colombia, Dominica, Ecuador, France. God bless India, Iraq, Iran, Israel. God bless Palestine, Pakistan, Portugal, Peru. God bless Syria, Thailand, Ukraine, Venezuela, Yemen, Zambia, and every country in this world. God bless us all, whether it's the 4th of July or the 11th of September. For God so loved the world. And so we should too. Amen. Thanks for listening to Be Still and Go. Meditations for the Movement. I'm Rev. Jim Keat, the Digital Minister at the Riverside Church. You can listen to more episodes of Be Still and Go on our website at trcnyc.org slash bestillandgo, or you can just download the Riverside app and every new episode will be right there, one tap away. Just open the App Store or the Google Play Store, whatever you use on your phone, type in The Riverside Church, and you should see us right there at the top. You can listen to podcasts, watch sermon videos, hear the Riverside Choir, and so much more, all right there on your phone. 
And whether you listen through the app, through the website, or wherever you listen to podcasts, be sure to check back again next week for another episode of this show, Be Still and Go, Meditations for the Movement. Thank you.